What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another movie review. I'm Chase Lee, reviewing for DallasMovieScreenings.com, and the movie I want to take a look at right now, it, right now, is Rent a Pal. <laughs> that is so hard to say, um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave my mistake in there. So, uh, it comes from IFC Midnight. It is written, directed, and edited by John Stevenson, and set in 1990, a lonely bachelor named David searches for an escape from the day-to-day drudgery of caring for his aging mother. While seeking a partner through a video dating service, he discovers a strange VHS tape called Rent-A-Pal. Hosted by the charming and charismatic Andy, the tape offers him much-needed company, compassion, and friendship. But Andy's friendship comes at a cost, and David desperately struggles to afford the price of admission. That is your plot synopsis. It's a little lengthy, but it's the best way to describe it, so thank you to the random citizen that put that on IDB. I couldn't have uh, done it any better. And it runs at an hour and 48 minutes, and... You know, a couple of things uh, crossed my mind before I jumped into this film. One, it's IFC Midnight, so it's either going to be disturbing, gory, or violent, or all three. Uh, it's going to be a genre picture for sure. It's going to be abrasive and kind of in your face, but I'm all down for that, you know, if it's a good movie. And second thing is, I never saw any type of promotional work for it. No clips, no trailers. I wanted to go into it blind. But that's what I, I'm trying to do with more IFC and IFC Midnight films, because you never know what you're going to get with the, whenever this company slaps their, their name in front of the movies uh, that they distribute. It could be something great. It could be something trash. That's why I like them. You know, you just never know what you're going to get. So I went into this one blind, came out of it, and I like it. It's a good movie. Um, I was looking up John Stevenson uh, after I watched this movie, and his career is very interesting. So, first of all, this is his directorial debut, and what a heck of a debut. But also, this is his first full-length screenplay. Uh, He's done a lot of short films, but this is also his first attempt at that as well. And I'm assuming his first attempt at editing a full feature as well. Like, this guy was just like, you know what? I got something to prove, and I'm going to do it. And he does that for sure. Now, when you look at this film... Honestly, it could have been done in a short film capacity, and that makes sense. That's what Stevenson uh, has, has kind of been in his whole career, that world of short filmmaking. And so you could definitely make this into a short film, but I think pushing the limits to see what you could do with story and character, specifically with this story and character, is pretty impressive when you drag it out to a full length and it actually works. So I think in terms of actually directing this thing um, and really providing atmosphere and pacing it's wonderful it's thrilling it's uh it you know uh you're in this world you're in this guy's headspace you never know what to expect because you never know what this guy's gonna do he's always keeping you on the edge of your toes and i think creating this kind of like grim kind of um lonely atmosphere paired with a pretty uh, uh riveting script and a really well-paced um, type of editing on this film, it just makes for a great experience. And for the hour and 48 minute runtime, it goes by just like that because it's just so intriguing to watch, to, to see th- this character and how he interacts with his mother and just this videotape and how disturbing it can get. And it's definitely a thriller for sure. And that's another thing is a lot of people are going to probably assume since it's IFC Midnight or if they see a trailer for it, that this is going to be more of a horror film. It's actually not. So 
it's more of a character study and it's really focusing on this character David and his loneliness and how he is secluded from the rest of the world. He doesn't really have any friends. His dating life is not going well at all. Um, he's constantly in this house taking care of his mother. And so he's starting to feel the burden of taking care of his mother and being isolated from the world. And that loneliness is causing such a deep sadness within him. He's drinking every night and he really latches on to this tape. Um, Rent-a-pal because it's the only person in his life that's willing to sit down and talk with him, even though it's in this, inside of a TV. And so it is a character study on loneliness, but it can also flip on a dime and be this, this horror suspenseful film. And I think that's what I like about it is that this is a type of character that we can see uh, has potential. He has hope. To, to make friends, to have a girlfriend, all that stuff. But he has latched himself onto this videotape to where he's going down a deep, dark, you know, uh, rabbit hole and he's, he's getting sucked down in there and no one's there to drag him out of it. And so it gets super disturbing really quickly and he is terrifying to watch. But in previous scenes, he could be the type of guy that is warm and inviting and you just want to you wanna help the guy. So there is that balance there. And that, that's what makes the movie uh, a thriller because you have no idea where it's going to go. It keeps you on your toes. Um, and so I think Stevenson kind of balanced that out pretty well because once it takes the 90 degree turn in the last like 15, 20 minutes, there's no turning back. And you are kind of taken taken back a little bit because you're like oh i don't really know how i feel about that but at the same time that was pretty much how this movie was going to go because uh choices that were made uh from david and the way he wanted to do them so um yeah terrifying and sad all at the same time balancing both of those is where stevenson really does shine in this film the performances are out of this world i absolutely love uh brian landis Falcons. Never heard of that man in my life. I'm sure if you pointed him out in another movie, I'd be like, oh, that guy. He's the gentleman that plays David. Oh, boy. that This is a very meaty role to kind of sink your teeth into because you don't want to make it one note like this lonely, creepy guy that's just kind of like, you know, watching videos, drinking, taking care of his mom. It could have easily been a one-note type of character. But just as the movie keeps going and the... the further into his sadness that he gets and um you know the compassion and the the horror in this man's eyes like just kind of going out and through all types of emotions that's really hard to pull off it's a delicate type of performance that i think a lot of people are going to overlook but i think he really kind of just balances all of that to where you know uh, we we care for the guy but at the same time we want him to get some help it's just like it's a like i said it's a really complex performance that's not just like I said, this lonely, creepy dude you might see like in a comedy sketch that's always been stereotyped. It's like, no, there's a little bit more to him. And I think diving deeper into his psyche and what makes him him, it was just really just fascinating stuff. And, you know, there there's a certain point in the film where he kind of describes to um, the videotape, um, and the, a.k.a. also us as the audience, why he is the way he is. And it totally makes sense as to why this guy has no friends and really hasn't had any dating life. Uh, he kind of got dealt a bad hand when he was in 
elementary school and he just really never got out of it. And it's just, it's very unfortunate that his life came out this way. Um, but you, you slightly root for him. Once again, it's just, when you know a little bit more about him and his backstory, uh, you, you start to be on his side until like the last 15 minutes. But the performance uh, overall, it's just really fascinating to watch. It really is. Uh, other players at play, um, we have uh, Kathleen Brady, who plays his mom. Uh, I know dementia is a very serious thing, but and there's a lot of great scenes where she portrays that well, and I don't think she hams it up or hams it up or makes it you know um, goofy in any way. But she's got some really great one-liners of just pure dry comedy that just comes out of nowhere, and she's she's really uh, great when it comes to the comedic relief of this film. Um, Amy Rutledge also pops into the uh, the film. I'm not going to say who she plays or where she kind of comes into play because uh, that's kind of the I guess the you know the nice surprise of the film. But she does a, a good job for uh, what she is given as well. But I think the real star here, uh, even I think competing with Brian Landis Fulkins, is Will Wheaton. Uh, he plays Andy, the rent a pal in Rent a Pal, and. What I like about his performance is that Will Wheaton is the type of guy that seems kind of inviting. Like, he seems very friendly. Like, you want to go have a a conversation with him. And then he can also turn sinister at the drop of a hat. And he's even, like, uh, self-referential in the video of saying, like, you know, I'm glad I didn't turn into a psycho and stuff. And you you definitely know there's something wrong up in the guy's marbles. But he's able to pull that off. Like, Will Wheaton is the, the type of dude that can be friendly uh, you know, he plays card games with him. Like he seems like a fun dude. And then he turns around and like, he will stare at you into the pit of your soul and you just feel gross. <laughs> um, but that, that's what Will Wiggins character does. And what's cool about the whole rent a pal, like angle is that they could have gone like a supernatural or a, um, I don't know, like, I'm, try- I'm trying to think of like a poltergeist route where like the TV like comes alive or like he crawls out of the TV and like he's actually like, there and stuff. But no, he stays inside of the TV and it seems like a-, a very grounded type of setting for this character, even though sometimes he dips into reality just a little bit to kind of play with us. Um, but I honestly think it's just because David's losing his mind. Um, but that's kind of the the beauty of it is that you don't know like what's actually happening uh, if it isn't David's mind or if it's actually happening, but it's um, you know it's portrayed uh, well to a point where it didn't like make me go oh I wouldn't believe this would happen or whatever. It was just a kind of a well done unraveling of this character in uh, in Andy. But Will Wheaton is um, he's he's quite a hoot and a disturbing figure <laughs> all at the same time and kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, I think he. And Brian Landis Falcons really kind of battle it out um, uh, in terms of who is my favorite performance. But they are both great. Their chemistry is kind of, uh, uh, you know, it's it's really good. But it's weird to say because you are you have a person interacting with a person inside of a TV. So, in, in you know, and on a videotape. But, yeah, I like everyone in this movie. It, it, it provides the right type of energy and atmosphere you want for this type of film. It's weird. It's crazy, but you need those type of committed performances. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Um, it's a pretty self-contained movie. There's not many location changes. You know, there's a, uh, the house, um, I think like a skating rink 
he's in his car at some point in the video dating service area. That's it. Um, but that gives us time to really get to know David and just the choices that he's going to make, whether they be good or bad, in going on this journey with him. And so, is it going to be anything in my top 10 of the year? No. Is it a bad movie? Far from it. This is a good film. It's different. Do not expect a horror film. This is more of, like I said, a thriller, more of a character study of loneliness and this guy named David. Give it a watch if this is something that's right up your alley. I'm going to give it a B. I really enjoyed myself. I thought I was going to you know, check out mentally within the first five to ten minutes, but I really ended up enjoying this one. It's, um, it's quite effective, and then once uh, the last shot happens in the credits roll, you're like, wow, what an experience. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a B. Good film in my book. I think it's on VOD um, in certain drive-ins, I believe. I reviewed this one a little late, so you guys know where it's at, but if this is something that interests you, check it out. So uh, that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee for DallasMovieScreens.com. If you are watching this on YouTube and you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can do just that. Uh, if you want to have this in podcast form, I do uh, record these in audio form as well. The Real Me and Cole in the Movie Podcast podcast feed, uh, Spotify, CastBox, Anchor. I'm all over the place. You can find me there if this is more of your speed and you don't want to see my ugly mug. But that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee. And tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later. I'm not going to